So the jury came back and they found Harvey Weinstein guilty of three out of the seven charges against him. And those three charges that they found him guilty of relate to sexual assault and rape of the same survivor. And it's a split verdict. They acquitted him of one count and they couldn't reach a unanimous decision in the other three counts against Harvey Weinstein. So it's split and it's mixed, but I think it's important that he was found guilty for three counts of sexual assault and rape. Hey, you lovely lot. I'm gonna try and break down Harry and Meghan, the Netflix docu-series, for those who just want the main beats that I take away from it. One, I have huge respect for Harry and Meghan, even more so than before I started watching the docu-series. Two, it takes a lot of courage and mental fortitude to move away from an environment and from abusers and to start your life again. So for Harry, he wanted out. He wanted out before he met me. Three, the Mail on Sunday and the Daily Mail have a huge counterpart. And Meghan took them on and she won. Bravo. They have been spouting hate for far too long. Four, what mother and father would not want to protect their children? I mean, have a word. You're going to do everything you can to protect your children. And you've got a cocoon and uh, you've got to be in that bubble when you first have your babies. Five, the relentless pursuit of Megan is just abhorrent and unacceptable. She was made a target to suppress other stories coming out. Six, Prince Andrew. And I keep saying it, check the timeline for what was going on. Whilst Meghan and Harry were doing great things, he was doing horrific and abhorrent acts. Seven, Prince William is not who we think he is. Eight, Prince Andrew is everything we now know he is, and more. Nine, Meghan and Harry just wanted to tell their side of the story. They wanted to tell their truth. They took on the mail because they wanted the truth to come out and they wanted accountability. 10. Prince Andrew and the Queen paid £12 million to make a lawsuit, a sexual assault lawsuit against Prince Andrew, go away to suppress the truth, to avoid accountability. That's everything that you need to know. Oh, and 11. Tyler Perry. He's a legend. Wow, kudos to you and to Harry and Meghan for speaking their truth on their own terms, in their own way. That takes a huge amount of courage. And if you don't see that, well, I can't help you. Hey, lovely listeners, and welcome back to Crime Analyst and the Intelligence Zone. Now, some of you may have noticed that I've been double-dropping episodes for a few weeks. I wanted to cover the L.A. Harvey Weinstein trial whilst it was ongoing, as well as continue to analyse Joanna Simpson's case. Now, I know Joanna's case has resonated with so many of you, and I'm not quite done yet. I recognise and acknowledge it's a tough listen, but the reality of murder and a woman, a mother, a daughter, a friend, being brutally killed is horrific. 
And it is important that you hear from the mums, the dads, the children, the best friends about the aftermath of such violent brutality. And on Crime Analyst, it's not just a 45-minute episode. My work is about honouring the victim, telling the true story about what happened and how we must learn in order to intervene and prevent murders in slow motion. And whilst we await the verdict from the jury in the Harvey Weinstein case and the decision from the judge in the Lacey Peterson and Connor Peterson case, I'll share with you that I'm nervous. I'm on tenderhooks. Both have been a long time coming. With Weinstein's case, the performance by his defence team yet again underlines how women are routinely discredited and further victimised in court, a process that is deeply traumatising. And breaking news just in on December the 19th, and I did wonder whether this might happen and I was holding off this Christmas message because I wondered whether the jury would come back. And after nine days of deliberating, they found Harvey Weinstein guilty of three significant charges of rape and sexual assault relating to Jane Doe 1. So that's great news. However, it was a split verdict. They acquitted Weinstein on one count relating to sexual battery of Jane Doe 3. And the jury was hung on the remaining three charges relating to sexual battery of Jane Doe 2 and forcible copulation and rape of Jane Doe 4, Jennifer Siebel Newsom. Now that might sound like the victims weren't believed, but the breakdown of the split indicates that the majority of the jury, made up of eight men and four women, believed Weinstein to be guilty but they couldn't reach a unanimous decision. Now, the split looks like this, and I'm going to break it down for you. Sexual battery of Jane Doe 2, 10 guilty, 2 not guilty. Oral copulation of Jane Doe 4, 8 guilty, 4 not guilty. And forcible rape of Jane Doe 4, 8 guilty, 4 not guilty. So yes, I have to admit that the outcome regarding those three counts is extremely frustrating because the majority believed Weinstein to be guilty. But sentencing-wise, the conviction of the three charges carries a maximum sentence of 18 to 24 years. So that's the positive, on top of Weinstein's 23-year sentence from the New York trial. So let's see what happens at sentencing. And also, I just want to shout out Elizabeth Wagmeister from Variety for her amazing reporting on the case. And I also want to pay tribute to the amazing women who spoke out, the survivors. It takes huge mental fortitude. So please take a listen to my episodes with Louise Godbold. Also, having been immersed in the Lacey and Connor Peterson case for months, I'll share with you that I started my research and analysis wondering whether Scott Peterson might indeed be innocent particularly due to the growing Scott Peterson is innocent narrative that's been promulgated by some. Now, I can tell you that having spent a lot of time reviewing the actual facts and evidence in the case, I have no doubt that Scott Peterson murdered Lacey and their unborn son, Connor Peterson. Also, if Scott Peterson were innocent, it would serve no purpose to have him languishing in prison whilst the real killer evaded justice. That's not what I'm about. Now, I've shared my detailed analysis on Real Crime Profile, my other podcasts, with Jim Clementi and Lisa Betty. So be sure to check that out. But suffice to say, that is a case that has haunted me and stayed with me for so many reasons, and I explain why on Real Crime Profile. Also, I wanted to share with you a few other thoughts ahead of the Christmas holidays. The first relates to Harry and Meghan and the docu-series on Netflix. 
Have you seen it yet? It seems like the world is talking about it. And I too have been sharing my takeaways on social media. And lots of you have asked me to say something about it. So I'm going to say something more about it. The first thing to say is that I'm going to share with you, my lovely listeners, that once again, I'm shocked and astounded by the level of hatred directed towards Meghan Markle. I watched the royal wedding here in Los Angeles, and I have to say that I was struck by how beautiful and intelligent and smart Meghan Markle was, and that this was a real-life fairy tale, if there ever could be one. This was it. And yet I've watched at a distance how those family, friends, and people that I know who once said great things about Meghan, have now done a 360 and are saying the very worst. And I find it really bothersome because so many people are led by what's in the media. And to me, it just seems this hatred is pathological and it's wildly misplaced. More so, what I've seen of the British media as well, and the tabloids in particular, they love to build people up and then tear them down. And in light of all that Prince Andrew has done, why isn't he being looked at in the same way? He brought shame to the royal family, and he did that all by himself. Now, up until the BBC Newsnight interview, there was very little coverage about his abhorrent acts, the fact that he was spending time with Jeffrey Epstein at various residences, that he surrounded himself with young girls, that he used the cloak of a special ambassador role to do shady deals with unsavoury men to benefit himself, and that he openly admitted on the BBC interview that he had no regrets about his relationship with Epstein, a convicted sex offender. And not just a convicted sex offender, he abused children. But he said that he had no regrets because of what the relationship brought him. And then he, Prince Andrew and his mother, the Queen paid £12 million to settle the sexual assault lawsuit brought by Virginia Dufre, and they settled to avoid accountability and responsibility taking. So when you're going off about Meghan Markle, let's put this in perspective. That's what people should remember and be talking about. And what's Harry and Meghan's crime after all? They chose to tell their truth on their own terms in their own way. And I see nothing wrong with that. In fact, I've spent my whole career encouraging people to do exactly that. Other people have been telling their story for a very long time. Why shouldn't they get the microphone? Why shouldn't they produce a show that details their story in their own way? And to me, what I could tell was that they were very much in love and that they are still very much in love. They've both independently done a lot of work for charity behind the scenes without the spotlight on them. And they've also done a lot of charity work together. And it's clear to me that they want to be of service. And I value that greatly. Shouldn't everybody value that? That's really important. That's who they are and that's what they do. Their actions and their words are congruent. The Mail and the Mail on Sunday did a hatchet job on Meghan. And importantly, she sued them to hold them to account. And she won. That's huge because it's incredibly difficult to do because they have such deep pockets, the mail and the mail on Sunday, that is. And that's why many people don't go through the courts because of something they've written or something that they've done. But Meghan didn't let that go without challenge. And she won. And there have also been many others speaking out about her recently. And disturbingly, I do want to draw your attention to Jeremy Clarkson and what he wrote in the column in the Sun newspaper. And I'm going to read out what he wrote. Meghan, though, is a different story. I hate her. Not like I hate Nicola Sturgeon or Rose West. 
I hate her on a cellular level. At night, I'm unable to sleep as I lie there grinding my teeth and dreaming of the day when she's made to parade naked through the streets of every town in Britain whilst crowds chant shame and throw lumps of excrement at her. Everyone who's my age thinks the same way. Yep, that's what he wrote. And he and an editor thought that that was okay. And he backs it up by saying that everyone who's my age thinks the same way. Well, absolutely not. I know many people who do not think the same way. But the fact that he wrote it, an editor signed it off, and he thought and others think that it's okay to say this shit out loud and to a huge audience. I mean, that's how he's using his platform. It's just mind-boggling to me. And I'm so grateful to his daughter, Emily Clarkson, for speaking out against him. This is what Emily wrote on Instagram. My views are and have always been clear when it comes to bullying and the treatment of women in the media. I want to make it clear that I stand against everything my dad wrote about Meghan Markle and I remain in support of those that are targeted with online hatred. Thank goodness to Emily, and I really do thank her for speaking out, and many others who have done the same, and I posted on social media too. I mean, there are so many more things in the world that should keep you awake, like the murder of Masa Amini, And what's going on in Iran? Women and protesters against the regime are being executed in cold blood. And I can't stop thinking about that. I mean, go off about Iran. That should keep people awake at night, not Meghan Markle. Let's have some perspective here. But the misogyny is just so deeply ingrained and it is everywhere. And it's exhausting being a woman at times, isn't it? And I know many of you have felt it too. This year, at particular times, has felt overwhelming. And it's overwhelming to see such hatred towards women and also men wanting to have such control over our minds and our bodies. And women not just being complicit, but actively encouraging it. I mean, for me, it's like turkeys voting for Christmas. And it's not okay. And at times, I'll share with you, I've not felt okay. I felt rage, I felt anger. I felt overwhelmed and distressed, wondering what the future holds, particularly having had Rafi. The legacy for him, the world that I want it to be for him, and I'm trying to make it a better place, and I need all of you to help with that. And yes, Rafi has been a total joy for the most part. He's 15 months old now, and he's into everything. He's super tall for his age, and he's just started opening doors, So I know I've got a lot of chasing after him in my future. And some of you probably saw him opening his playpen months ago. I posted it on social media. He's extremely bright and smart. And we've been on such an incredible journey together. And being a mama, giving birth is life-changing. It's definitely my greatest achievement and credential yet. Well, that and along with growing a penis inside of me, I still, that blows my mind. That's pretty bloody amazing, don't you think? But not to digress, being a mama makes me realise how women have so many roles and hats that we wear and how the clock is always ticking for us. We juggle so many things, yet no matter what we do or what we achieve, it never seems good enough for some. And we're constantly talked down to and undervalued and undermined. And by the way, I think that's true of all women. We're held to impossibly high standards by others and by ourselves. Standards that do not apply to men. Put simply, there's a double standard. 
And you hear me pointed out all the time in cases, as well as on social media. And I won't stop calling it out. It's exactly what we've all borne witness to with Meghan Markle and Prince Andrew. It's why everyone is talking about Meghan and the vile misogyny and hatred directed at her, but not at Prince Andrew, who brought shame to the royal family. It's why the women who Weinstein abused are discredited, even though he's been found guilty in a court in New York, and why the media still call the women accusers and him a disgraced movie producer rather than a convicted rapist. The misogyny is so deeply rooted and ingrained in all of us, and that takes some unravelling. But once you see it, you can never not see it, and we shouldn't turn the other cheek and accept it. It's up to all of us to challenge it and to change it, and having your eyes open to it is life-changing. And I know that through Crime Analyst, I've opened many of your eyes. And I know this because so many of you have written to me and shared it, and I want to thank you for that. It lets me know the impact that Crime Analyst is having on each and every one of you, and that's really important to me. So please do me a favour and continue listening to Crime Analyst. Go back into the back catalogue over the break and listen to episodes that maybe you haven't listened to yet and re-listen to those that have had an impact. Share Crime Analyst with others. Tell people about it. Post on social media about Crime Analyst and leave a five-star review. It would literally take you two minutes to do so, and it means the world to me. Oh, and also, go and buy some Crime Analyst merch from the store. You'll find it on the Crime Analyst website, crime-analyst.com. I'm excited to announce my new Dash Masterclasses for 2023. Dash Masterclasses, Dash Train the Trainer, and Coercive Control Masterclasses, and they're online and virtual, so you can be anywhere in the world. And if you want more information, you can contact Amanda, my training and events coordinator, at laurarichardspa at gmail.com. And the other exciting news from me is that I've launched my new website, thelaurarichards.com. It was time for a refresh, and thanks to Ford Female, I've just launched my new website. So go check it out. There's lots of information on there about coercive control, stalking, my campaign work, my casework, how to work with me, and there's lots of great resources. So be sure to check out thelaurarichards.com. Also in the new year, I'll be dropping new episodes on Crime Analyst, new episodes like how to help someone that you love if they're experiencing coercive control and domestic abuse. You know, I get asked that a lot, and there's also information about that on my website. And Crime Analyst will be back in the new year on January the 9th. That's right, you lovely lot. Mama is taking a well-deserved break. I need to reset and I need to recharge. And you all know that self-care is important to me, as is family time. My mama, the Marge, is just about to touch down in Los Angeles and I can't wait. We're going to have some serious mama-daughter Raffi time across the Christmas holidays. And so the last two things to say, and yes, I know this has turned into a minisode, and that's okay. The last things to say, first and foremost, I want to say a huge thank you to all of you. I love my crime analyst community and what we're doing together here. You have big hearts and are open-minded, and I truly believe that together we're making the world a better place. And this is only the beginning. Crime analysts is going to scale. 
and we're going to make and have more of an impact in 2023. And I want you to know how important each and every one of you are to me. So have a great holiday, enjoy Christmas and enjoy your time off. You've earned it and be fresh and ready to start again in the intelligence cell on January the 9th, 2023. Until then, you lovely, lovely lot, be curious, ask questions and always trust your instincts. Here's my final two cents before the episode wraps. If you like what I do, please take two minutes to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to Crime Analyst or on the website www.crime-analyst.com. It really helps others find me and also helps with the ratings. Crime Analyst is written, produced and hosted by me, Laura Richards. Sound engineering by Jason Sheasley at Abridged Audio. Cover art and graphics by Chris Rowbottom at Syndicate and music by Kilrood. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.